Hey friends, this is Holly Bame Lytle, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism in the Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's panel of exceptional autism parents. Welcome back. Um, this is Isaac's Autism in the Wild, and I have another amazingly large group of parents that are here to discuss the topic of pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical medications, experiences that they've had um, in terms of making the decision to move towards use of using pharmaceuticals, maybe some perspective on, you know, we tried it and it just wasn't, it didn't work out for us. So we stopped and we also have perspectives of parents that are not using any. And so a wide, diverse group of parents here with me today. So thank you guys for being here. I guess I'm going to just open it up um, and just throw out the question to just start it off is what is, you know, for you parents who have chosen to start using pharmaceutical medications with your child um, or loved one impacted by autism, what were the factors that made you move to that decision to start using them? My name is Tanya and I have an eight-year-old son with autism and what made me on our journey, what made me finally decide to use him was that he start, when he started kindergarten, which is when he got officially diagnosed with autism halfway through kindergarten, is kindergarten was a disaster. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> and he could not focus. He could not complete work. He just was a mess. He couldn't, he couldn't sit for any length period of time. So he would come home, he would bring home in his backpack and he would have all this like work and he wouldn't even have attempted it, like started it. It was all like this blank work. And so finally I was like, okay, this is not working. He's obviously not getting anything out of kinder, his kindergarten year. So finally at when kindergarten ended, I was like, well, I want to explore this option. It's not a, it wasn't a concept that I really had a negative opinion on because I grew up with my brother having ADD and as an adult, he does take medication for ADD and he says it helps him immensely in his job to stay focused and not jump around. And so I decided though I didn't want to go through a pediatrician, I wanted to go through someone who specialized in it. And so I got a recommendation from another autism mom about a child psychiatrist who works specifically with kids with autism. And it was an hour drive, but I was willing to do it <laughs> because I wanted someone who's really like knew about kids on the spectrum and this and so we went up and he got the added diagnosis of ADHD and we decided to try him on I didn't know if he could swallow pills so we tried him on liquid um Quilivant and um it was summertime and so I really don't know I couldn't tell one way or the other because he wasn't doing schoolwork yeah. in the summer so but he started first grade and after the first week of school his special education teacher who knew him, his first grade teacher didn't know how he was in kindergarten. She's like, I've noticed such a difference. And she was like, it's been really positive. He, he came home, he was having work completed. Suddenly, all of a sudden, he was coming home with stuff completed in his backpack. I was like, this is amazing. He completed like nothing last year. <laughs> and so, so he, it was a really positive thing. However, with positive, there's also negatives. And so I had a way like whether or not the benefits outweighed the negatives because you know with his medication there was a rebound effect so when it wore off he was like extra hyper off the walls oh, yes and so and then he did halfway through first grade start developing both motor and vocal tics oh, interesting. yes yeah. and so 
but I will say his voter and vocal, vocal tics, they kind of come and go, and actually he hasn't had them in a while. So they have gotten better, but for a while there, it's like, well, should I stop this? Should I not? And so I've had a positive experience with the ADHD medication, but I've also come from another perspective is I've had a very negative experience with the anti-anxiety medication <laughs> because a lot of my son's behavior is driven by anxiety and anxiety doesn't manifest itself in the way like with kids on the spectrum like you would think and so a lot of his issues are anxiety driven and so I, we decided to try anxiety medication and we put him on anxiety medication for one week this last year in second grade and it made him have violent thoughts he was drawing pictures of him choking himself at school, he unprovoked attacked another kid at recess, which he had never done before. And so I got a call to go into the school, and I w- he was on it six days. And I was like, okay, this, no. And I weaned him off, and I've been afraid to try anything in that room ever since. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, it's a trial and error, and it is scary because some, and every kid is so different on how they respond to medication. Some kids, some things work, and some kids, they don't. And it's trial and error and just really knowing your child. And after that experience, I've decided anytime if I ever try him on a new medication, I don't send him to school. I, I want to see how it affects him first at, at home as a parent because I was like, I can see the situation, especially after he tried anti-anxiety medication and it had such a negative effect. So I usually, if I'm going to try a new medication, I will usually not have him go to school while we're trying to figure it out. So I've gone through both sides of it. David and my daughter Morgan is 10 and she has autism. Um, you brought up something that I had forgotten about with Morgan's experience with medication. And Full disclosure, I was diagnosed uh, bipolar when I was 20. And my response for people for my particular situation is if you're not in agreement with meds, you can hang out with me when I'm not on them. But I, it, I wasn't embracing that route for Morgan. And it, let, let's try everything else first. Certainly both of our approach, Meg, my wife and I, let's try everything else. And then it was apparent that we needed something, you know, something to be prepared for because, you know, insurance companies get involved with this type of thing. So they wanted to start her on ADHD medication, but the absolutely psychotic route it went was... We, we, there was one that was stimulant-free, and we thought that might be a good one. Well, she has to fail on the stimulant one first before we can prescribe the stimulant-free one. And I'm like, awesome. This is like, you know, I love treating my daughter as a guinea pig. This is fantastic. Are you kidding me? When we got her on the right one, it started improving, I guess, her. she really, really struggles with focus and retention of anything. And her resource teacher at her previous school had noticed some improvements, but then we started doing some further testing. Turns out she didn't have ADHD. And I mean, some of the side effects, like she was uh, pulling her eyebrows out, that kind of thing. Um, And so we took her off and she actually declined a little bit in school. And it was funny because her resource teacher was like, she was doing so much better on the medication. We're like, well, sorry, we're not gonna medicate her for something she doesn't have. You know, if that's inconvenient for you, we apologize. It, It turns out that she actually has something that mimics seizure activity. Meg can describe this better because at first it was described as seizure activity. It's not grand mal, it's petite mal. So she just all of a sudden zones out and she's like, can't get her back for a little bit. So we have her on a medication for that and it is going pretty well. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just to be prepared for in the process, like early this summer when we pulled her off of something and we were waiting to get her on something else, my God, it was like somebody else, or you know, she's just uh, some demonic presence entered her body for like the, the entire month of June I was afraid of her and so that since his uh, passed at the same time there is the anxiety component that we're dealing with too and we haven't addressed that yet and um, I have somebody who I know that has uh, suggested the CBD route which is 
really what I want to pursue because I could go into a whole dissertation of how the FDA is not there for our benefit. And so, so you're not going to ever have a doctor prescribe this because they can't monetize it probably. But sorry, too many opinions. My thing is it has the medicinal benefit without the illicit benefit. My wife, thank goodness, she compliments me, whereas I'm always like ready, fire, aim. Uh, you know, let's. I wanted to do this, you know, a week ago. Um, she's wanting to do more research, which is the prudent thing to do, but just other alternatives down yeah, the road to consider. Is something else, CBD oil is something that I've also been wanting to do more research on as well of a consideration because anxiety is such a big thing. And after that first trial with medication, I don't want to try another medication. You know, one of the things Holly mentioned um, was with her son trying, wanting to reject the medication for Morgan. A lot of times the rejection was the form that the medication was coming in. It was a texture thing. It was a tablet that was too big. It scared her. Whereas like her medication right now, it smells like cupcake frosting. Oh, good. So, you know, here's your cupcake frosting pill. Take it. Um, and you know the forms that the CBD comes in is like a gummy bear form. Like we got this covered, but we're not there yet. Um, I'd like to be. I'm hoping you know. I'll report back as to how it works on anxiety. I'm Teresa. My son Owen is uh, on a uh, ADHD med, and I believe it's Ritalin. And um, he is at that age where he now doesn't want to take it, and. It's hard because I wonder sometimes if we'd have started out earlier, uh, we, we really held out on doing the meds in the beginning because we wanted to see how much it would just naturally progress. And it got to the point where he was doing really well in kindergarten, kind of the opposite thing. He, he was doing well in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. By third grade, as the workload increased in school, um, and I think he, his own like body started to change and hormones increased. His level of ADD just went whew, out the roof. So we went ahead and decided to try it then. And the results academically were very positive. He complained of side effects, not liking that it took away his appetite, um, that sort of thing. And so now he just really doesn't want to be on it. So we are in this challenge or quandary as parents of do we force him or do we let him kind of dictate that knowing that as he goes on ultimately it's going to be his responsibility whether or not he's going to take them um, but also trying to set him up for the best level of success so um, not that academics are everything but you know also when he doesn't do well in school then his level of anxiety and depression increase, and he hasn't been able to make that connection. So I'm trying to kind of teach him, you know, look at this, look at this has unfortunate side effects. Yes, I'm sure you don't like, but there are also these positive things that are happening. But we'll see, I don't, I don't know if he continues to really resist that, I don't know how much I want to force it. And I don't know what the right answer is on that. So any feedback would be fantastic. Well. So we started dabbling with the pharmaceuticals actually for my son who doesn't have autism. Um, he has Tourette's and um, ADHD. And the one thing early on with medications is, is if you treat um, your Tourette's, um, then your ADHD symptoms get worse. If you treat your ADHD symptoms, then your Tourette's, your tics and your, your motor tics and vocal tics become worse. So we were kind of um, 
for me, it's like, you know, we're just going to slug this on along. We're going to try all these other options. Um, a lot of it is anxiety based. So if we could work on, you know, decreasing Tyler's anxiety, then hopefully the ticks would dissipate. Although, you know, again, can't treat that his attention was just horrid. Um, but again, not wanting to risk the ticks getting worse, you know, we're just going to have to live with it. So we did that for a long time. And for Tyler, when we moved into junior high, um, he was like, mom, like, I can't go to junior high and like have these ticks because, you know, I'm going to just get the kick, you know, the crap kicked out of me. And I'm like, wow, you know, you're kind of right. So Tyler specifically asked to try out pharmaceuticals. And we started with the Tourette medication first because he didn't want ticks at school. And he, of course, because he doesn't have autism, was like, holy crap, mom, this is like amazing. Like, oh, you know, it's just to not have that constant nagging, you know, like just an itch you can't scratch. Um, he was, you know, having to suppress them during school. He was like, this is amazing. I wish I would have done this a long time ago. And my heart broke because I'm like, man, you know, here I'm trying to do the best what I think is the best for my kid. And then you find out, okay, you know, wah, wah, wah. you know, it's just like, no, it's not. He had a really positive experience. So then I started that guilt about, should I then give the same opportunity to Caleb? Um, because he has anxiety, he has atten attention. I mean, it's just, you know, squirrel. I mean, most of you guys have interacted with Caleb and know that he is just, you know, all over the place. It does start impacting academic performance. And, you know, I know that my son is a bright young man, but being able to get that to translate to academics in terms of homework assignments being completed and even how you test is kind of sad because it's like this is not a snapshot of my child this is not I know that they are capable of so much more so I went ahead and decided okay well let's just look at what this looks like and we had kind of that same problem Teresa is that he was on the medication but he didn't like being on it so we did notice his focus was better but he was really resistant to taking it so then oh you know like one loves it and it changed his mind his whole life and he's so much happier and his quality of life is better and then the other one it's like I feel like I'm literally having to force this kid to take this medication and so yeah you know his grades are better his attention is better but if he's not wanting it then you have that it's like this dilemma but this is what we found and circling back and talking to his provider and just you know me saying I don't know that this is going to work because he really doesn't want to take the medication she pointed out well you know what maybe this isn't the right one for him if he's not liking how he feels on it then she says there are so many other options for you know attention that we need to explore but like David was saying you have to rule out some things first before you can get to the next round of it so it really is but then you have that quandary of it's like oh my gosh my kid's a guinea pig like we got to try all these things and you know the ups and the downs and so we we opted to do a lot of these tests like the medication tweaks during like the summer months but summer's only three months and you have to be on these medications for a whole month sometimes even longer depending on what it is because it has to build up that it's just like okay well we are going to run out of summer months here and this is going to be a roller coaster ride when we're in school so i can tell you that because we switched around and we tried different things now we are on one where caleb requests it because he actually calls it his happy his happy pill because he feels more successful and happy because he you know he can focus it he, the side effects are not anything that he feels or is aware of um and so there was in the summertime i don't get as worried about him taking it regularly because i'm like you know if it's you know i don't really care so much if you're taking the summer he actually came to me and he says mom i just feel like i have big emotions and like i just need my happy pill back and i was Aww. like oh my gosh oh 
okay. So that gives me, no, not that he can really describe how he feels. He was recognizing that he was a lot, he had a lot more like anxiety and emotion. And he was like, mom, you know, I, I need to be taking my happy pill every day because I don't feel this overwhelmed. And so then I was like, okay, so I feel like that's my indicator that, okay, this is a better fit for him. And he does need to be taking it more consistently because, you know, the highs and the lows are more equal. I will tell you for anyone who has kiddos that present with the Tourette's and ADD, just so you know, because I didn't, I didn't know this for a very long time. Pharmaceuticals have come a long way and I'm happy to tell you that there's now a pharmaceutical that will treat both Tourette's and ADHD. Tyler, because that was kind of our offset, his grades, you know, he was socially doing better and he didn't have to worry about those ticks and he felt better, but his, his academics were absolutely horrible. So then the next year he was like, you know, mom, I hate having bad grades. I would rather just fight the ticks and deal with it myself. Cause you know, you forget how hard of a struggle that is and just be on ADHD meds that year. Um, his grades were amazing, but I was towards middle of the year, I was getting like um, the school calling me because my child was just out of control in their classroom and didn't appreciate him being the class clown because Tyler has a really good way of turning the tick into something that's funny. And then of course, now the whole class is not on task and now Tyler's in the hallway and he won't tell the teachers that he has because that was one of the things he didn't want people to know. So that respecting his privacy, it's like, oh my goodness. So when I would get the calls and it's like, before you even tell me what he did, let me just ask you a question here. Was it any variation of this, 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 or this? Yes, it is. Okay, so we need to have a conversation. This is, here's Tyler's diagnosis. He has Tourette's. He has a medical alert um, that he is supposed to be wearing just so that that way it's not just a teenager popping out. I have Tourette's, so I can't help acting like a jerk. Good news is um, then we were brought, we were made aware just in the last six to eight months that there are meds that will actually treat both. So now Tyler has the relief of the ticks and he also has the benefit of the focus. So any person out there, any family out there listening to this, talk to your doctor because there are meds that will treat both. Don't think that that's not an option for you. So anyway, so that's been our experience. And again, when you have kids that are not real vocal or able to put into words how they're feeling. I would just say my recommendation is circle back with your medical um, provider because Caleb is now on one that he really likes. Caleb's medication, ADHD medication or like an antidepressant? It's um, actually anxiety. It's an anti-anxiety with like an ADHD component. Um, so it really, the more anxious he gets, the more emotional he is, he can't calm down. And I'd have to look to see whether or not it does treat, there's an element of antidepression with that. I'd have to look to see if that's like a side benefit of it. So that's a good question. My son, he's on, um, it's an antidepressant and it helps with the, oh, the perseveration, some of these thoughts that he can't get rid of. Um, he too has ADHD, which we have not treated because we've just wanted, hopefully that alleviating the anxiety and depression would help. Um, and we're getting there. So I guess we just have to see what his academics do if he is a little more organized now <laughs> um, and decide if we want to go to the ADHD route. Well, I think you touch on something that's interesting because a lot of these kids, if they have autism, they have comorbid things. And so trying to tease out what you're treating and for what purpose and will it really make a difference is the really hard part because you see in kids, you don't want one thing to take over in any situations and how to give them the skills to, to know 
understand how they're feeling and if they're able to or high functioning enough to be able to articulate that so that they can tell you how they're feeling so that you can work with the provider to get the right thing. It's so complicated. Yeah, so Amy's 19 now, and I think she's been on medication since she's been about 12, 11 or 12. Um, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, my husband's in mental health, so at least we had some professional knowledge of these different drugs. But Amy was self-harming. She was biting herself. She was pulling her hair, so she was pulling it actually out of her head. Um, she was hitting um, just really difficult behaviors to deal with and um we didn't feel like there was an option there just wasn't it didn't you know i mean the side effects were not something we even really delved into um we put her on the medications we had to do a lot of changing of things and with psych medications it takes a couple of weeks to get on board it takes a couple of weeks to get off so that was hard we did eventually find things that worked really well um, and then as she got older those needs changed um, so for the last, I think, about five years, she's been on the same medications there for anxiety and agitation. Um, and we have uh, one time, about a year ago, tried to take her off the meds one at a time. She's on several. She's on about five uh, cocktails of medication. Tried to take her off because I thought she's older. Maybe she can deal with these issues a little bit easier. And it was awful it was awful and it really showed me that she needed these medications um, for herself for her quality of life she's happier on them and I just think that it keeps her out of danger it keeps other people out of danger and you know it's our life and that's I think she's going to be on them for the long haul yeah. you have a child that's not functionally verbal how do you know when you have to then look for adjustments in terms of medications when we tried to take her off of them last year she was acting like she was not even she was crawling out of her own skin she just couldn't settle down she was all over the place she was constantly up and walking and looking at the ceiling and really agitated crying a lot screaming a lot and so when we put her back on within a week she was a lot better i think we really only had to make changes when she was younger and it would be the same thing kind of the more extreme agitation extreme anxiety she's smart so she knows the routine of things she knows how to get to places and she knows what it needs to take to get ready to go to those places and so if that changes at all it throws her for a loop and those behaviors were getting worse if the medications were no longer working so i do have a couple parents that are here with us too that have that don't have their children on medications this is Geraldine, and my son elian is 11. so i do have to say that We've never really been presented with the option by any of our providers to look at medication. You know, when he was younger, he had a few more behavioral issues as far as, you know, tantrums, and he seemed to have more anxiety and some issues like when you would touch his ears and, you know, things like that. There's been nothing that he's had that I thought was a big detriment to his daily life. You know, me personally, I'm one of those people, I don't even take Tylenol or Advil if I have a headache. It has to be pretty extreme before I take any sort of medication. So I guess that's the way I've kind of approached it with my son. You know, if there is any sort of extreme behavior or, you know, ADHD or extreme anxiety, then, you know, it's something that I'm definitely willing to look into because I want him to have a good quality of life. I want him to be able to function, you know, as well as he can in society. But at the same time now, as I'm thinking about it and listening 
to everybody else um, talking about their experiences, it makes me wonder, am I missing something that could help him? I mean, would something like, I mean, I really don't know what options there are out there, but I'm definitely willing to explore it because is there a gap that maybe there's some kind of pharmaceutical could help, you know, fill in for him? Maybe there is a lot more, you know, language in my son that something one medication could help bring out in him or because I mean, academically, he's fantastic. I mean, my kid has been reading since he was three years old. I mean, he's kind of one of those little math geniuses. I kind of like to bring him to a casino one time. So there is kind of, I guess, that Rain Man element there. But I mean, I don't know how he's going to put that knowledge to use as an adult. So if there was something that could bring that out, then I would definitely be willing to try it. I just don't really know what options are out there. My name is Bonnie. I have two boys on the spectrum and we have chosen the route of using um, no pharmaceutical medication. I would say for us, it's definitely a personal thing. My family history, there's people that have mental health issues and other things, and I've just seen a lot of negative growing up from all the medication that they just kept throwing at these particular people. For me, they have definitely mentioned stuff to us for both the boys. I always kind of look at it To me, when you start a conversation, how much is your life going to be easier? It's not about me. So I always think, no, that's definitely not going to be the route I go if it's to medicate them to make my life easier. I know conversations are going to have to change as they get older, you know, whether their needs, you know, right now we're trying to work through behavioral stuff through therapies and things like that. Maybe that's not going to work. My nine-year-old son is the size of a, well, let's say he wears size 14, 16 clothes and he's over 100 pounds. So definitely if his behavioral needs go higher, he eventually would be able to take me down. Right now, I just feel we're in a spot where it might not be perfect and medication might make it better, but it's manageable. I feel like they have really great personalities and you know some of the medication that has been offered to us is going to make them tired and I feel like I do want those great things to shine out in them it's a a hard thing to decide a hard balance thought about the same thing I mean you said my son's behaviors are manageable a lot of times he doesn't even have any he doesn't have any daily issues it's few and far between luckily um the same thing like if we find something that he needs to be on will it take away that kid that we see every day the happiness I mean that's I mean that would break my heart so we started my son I'm Teresa my son's 15 Uh, we started him on antidepressant with an element of anxiety when he was 11 and I also I was actually diagnosed with cancer shortly before we went ahead and started him puberty was hitting but your, your your comment about will you lose him I want to say it um it kind of brought him back so yeah so fifth grade he was really anxious at school you know but he was able when he got home he was able to be his happy self and it was getting where that wasn't the way at home anymore that the medication brought him back when he was at home back to his happy i mean he had this silly giggle one of the medications he was on the first one we only switched it once the second day he took it he sat in the chair watching spongebob and he just had this this silly laugh he used to have and both me and my husband looked at each other we're like oh my gosh this this is only like the second day this can't happen so when i relayed that to the psychiatrist he said oh well this medication I don't know what it's called if any of the mental health people are here. It's an indicator of whether it will work long term. So, I mean, we knew immediately we were like, oh my gosh, well, this is going to work. Um, 
My husband was actually really hesitant to try medication because one of his big concerns was that it would change our son's personality. I try, I try to tell him, I was like, if that's the case, then he's not on the right medication if it changes his personality. And so then we went that route and we tried it and my husband was like, oh, he still has the same personality. I was like, yes, it didn't change him. So it's working and he's able to focus and his personality is still the same. He's still the same silly little guy we've always known. Well, and I think it's so hard because some people have very high-functioning children. For us, especially with Evan, which I would say he would be the one that we would more consider it for, he's very, very low verbal. And so he doesn't even tell you if he's sick. You're just trying to read signs with everything. It's, it's hard. You don't want to make the wrong choice. He can't give us any indicators if something's helping or not. The moral of this is it's personal choice. It's personal where your family is at. There's different phases in life where it was really valuable. And then you may find that it's run its course and maybe you do um, well without it. We hope that this information helps people out there that are contemplating it or wondering whether or not this is right, the right decision or maybe not not the right decision for them. So um, hopefully it was valuable. So thank you guys for coming and being a part of this. I really appreciate it. We are going to be following up with a podcast geared towards the physician perspective. So we have a naturopathic medical doctor and a nurse practitioner that prescribes medication that are going to answer and talk about some of the things, these things from a clinical medical perspective. So I think that is going to be helpful also to diving into this particular topic and whether or not it's something that you want to look at taking a natural approach or a hands-off approach when it comes to pharmaceuticals or what other options might families try and then also the perspective from um, a provider that actually prescribes these types of medications so tune in for that we're going to wrap up this podcast and just thank everyone for listening to isaac's autism in the wild and that's it for now if you want to be notified of our next podcast release be sure to hit subscribe and just remember we're all in this together so find your tribe and hold them tight